0: And then Paul applied these words, as we just read in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 2. In in 2 Timothy 1, 5, Paul reminded Timothy that his genuine faith was first seen in his grandmother and then in his mother. And so we have again and again the importance that a mother plays in the life of their children. Honor your mother. The emphasis of this special day. And I know that uh, you're doing that. Yeah, I, I can see that many of you, you're here with mom today. And that's a wonderful thing. Or you're here with your wife today or your grandmother. And that is a wonderful thing. That is a way to honor them. Because by so doing, you're saying to them, you value them, you appreciate them. They are important in your life. And that means so much to people, just to know that they're valued and that you care about them. Some people are really good with words, and other people are not, not so verbal, not so good with saying things. But just your presence is so very important, and that speaks volumes many times. And for those who are younger, just sending a text sometimes is a good thing, right? Right? Especially if mom or dad has texted you, uh, don't wait 12 days to text them back. Uh, just to know that you are attentive to them, that you care about them, can mean the world to them. It really can. And so I hope that you understand how, how much your presence and your concern, your care for them can mean. And that is all caught up in the idea of honoring Father and mother. Now, what does the Bible say about mothers? Uh, So, some of what we say today is going to be generic because the Bible is talking about many times the ideal woman or the ideal mother. And of course, nobody 100% or 100% of the time lives up to an ideal. But it's good for us to look at the ideal. And to seek to be what God wants us to be. And we can learn from what the Bible says about mothers and their importance. uh, About how we are to honor them and some of the qualities that are described. That we all, in many cases, men and women, we need to seek to emulate in our own lives. I think first, honor a mother's heart. Honor a mother's heart. And again, I'm generalizing here because this is not always true. But generally, I I believe it is. Mothers have sensitive spirits. Generally, a mother has a very sensitive spirit, particularly about their own children. And we see that in the heart of Mary, don't we? A great example is Mary, the mother of Jesus. Luke 2.19 says about the things she was uh, observing about Jesus as he was growing up and the uh, taking him to the temple and all the things that she experienced. Mary kept all these things, treasured up all of these things, and pondered them in her heart. The word pondered there speaks of almost like trying to put a puzzle together. She was trying to figure out all of what this child, her child, Jesus, what he was going to become. And I think every parent wonders that about their children. As they look at those the beautiful face of their newborn or as they grow become 2 and 3 and 4 and then 7 and 10 and 15, we keep wondering what's God going to do with their life? What does he want to do with them? What kind of person are they going to become? And I think in the heart of a mother, they treasure up things. They hold things that many times, uh, sometimes we men, we just kind of miss. We, we, don't, we don't hang on to some of those same things. Perhaps men notice different things. I'm not putting, I'm not putting men down. But there's a sensitivity about a mother's heart that is often different from the viewpoint and the understanding of the Father. She treasured everything that she saw and experienced with Jesus and wondered how God was, was at work. She knew he was at work. And God's at work in all of our families. He's at work in your life. He's at work in the life of your children. And he has a plan for them. And you are a big part Of that plan. Sometimes as parents, we forget that. You are probably the biggest part of that plan, whether it's going to be fulfilled, whether it's going to be revealed in the way that God wants it to be. So let Him use you, be dedicated to Him, and see how God uses your life to be a blessing to the lives of your children and your grandchildren. And so honor a mother's heart. I think sometimes, you know, we, we can almost despise that sensitivity. Some women, they, they, they really get to the point where they, they wish they didn't treasure everything up and notice everything and, and be sensitive toward all of these things that are happening. Don't ever despise that. That's how God has made you. And God uses that in a wonderful way. And husbands, dads, don't despise that. When you see that in your wife, because that's part of how God is at work in your family. And many times we need to hear what that sensitive heart has to say, because uh, God is trying to direct us, trying to guide us, trying to save us from problems if we'll just listen. So that's so very important. Proverbs 10.1 says, A foolish son is the heaviness of his mother. That sensitive heart is, sometimes is broken. It, it, it feels broken when we see the pain, and particularly a mother, the, the pain that's come into the life of her child because she so much wants to protect him from that and keep him from that. And uh, when kids get off on the wrong track, Uh, Sometimes all we can do is just pray for them and love them and wait and hope that they'll get back where they need to be. But a mother keeps on loving and praying and hoping and waiting, and it's that sensitive heart that makes her so caring. As we recognize the sensitivity of a mother's heart, we ought to be thankful to God that he has provided that. And then we need to honor a mother's faith. Don't rebel against the, the sensitive heart of your mother or the faith of your mother. Second Timothy 1.5, Paul said, I call to remembrance the faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded is in you also. Isn't that interesting that God led Paul to write it that way about Timothy? He was thankful for the faith that was in Timothy. And then he specifically mentions a grandmother and a mother who first had that faith and helped to pass it on to Timothy. And look what their faith helped to produce. God used them to raise up this young man named Timothy who became a co-laborer to the greatest missionary who ever lived, the Apostle Paul. And so you never know what your faith is going to, to be used of God to help produce in the life of your children. You can't even imagine what God has in store. And it may not be what you expect, and sometimes it may not be what you hope for. I I doubt Timothy's mother was 100% of the time glad that he was off with Paul to parts unknown and away from her. But I bet you she was willing for him to do what God wanted him to do. And that sometimes is where your faith will be challenged as a mother or as a grandmother. What if God wants your child or your grandchild to do something that will take them away from your backyard if that's what God wants will you encourage them to do what God wants even if it's going to cost you something I, I hope you will and I know that if you're open to God's work in their life and in your life you'll be willing for God's will to be done this faith of a, of a mother and a grandmother had such an influence apparently In the life of Timothy. Now it can also be a negative influence. A bad uh, disposition. Or a mother who does not have the kind of faith that God desires. We have some examples of that in scripture too. In 1 Kings 22.52. Talking about Ahaziah. One of the kings of Israel. It says, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. And walked in the way of his father. And in the way of his mother. It specifically says that. He walked in the way of his father. And in the way of his mother. Second 2 Chronicles 22.3 He also walked in the ways of the house of Ahab. For his mother was his counselor to do wickedly. That's not the kind of mother you want to be. The mother was counseling her son on how to do the wrong thing. Now, that can be a deliberate, verbal, uh, kind of direct planning, but it also can just be the way you live your life. It's not that you intend specifically to lead your children to do the wrong thing, but if you are doing the wrong thing, you are training your child to do the wrong thing. And that's why it's so important for every parent, every mom and dad, to want to be the person God wants them to be. Because that will become the greatest teacher of good, of God's will that that your children will ever have. And you have this defined period of years that you really have the opportunity to shape and mold and help them to become the people God wants them to be. It's not that God doesn't keep working the rest of their life and he can overcome uh, some bad examples, but it's so much more what God plans when mom and dad are setting the example that God wants for their children. And so take that seriously because you have the example of Timothy, a mom and a grandmother helped him to become the man that God wanted him to be. But then you have Ahaziah who walked in the way of his his dad and his mother with his mother counseling him along the way to do all the wrong things. And it brought destruction into his life. A mother's influence is powerful, both for good or for evil. And so it's so important that we want... To, to let God use us to provide the kind of example that will lead children in the right direction, it's also the faith of a mother that teaches proverbs one eight My son, hear the instruction of your father, and forsake not the law of your mother. does your mother did your mother lay down the law in your house? Amen, I heard some amens. Sometimes it's dad, but, you know, a lot of times standing right behind dad is mom, right, who really holds a lot of the, the power, the influence in the family. And really mom and dad need to work together, don't they? They need to be a team. They need to be a unit. But here is the admonition to a son to hear what father and mother have to say we're divinely forbidden to forsake the teaching of parents. This is identical in emphasis to what we find in other places in Scripture. And so, I think that continues through life. Now, I understand when you grow up and become an adult, you have to make your own decisions. But... If your parents are Christian parents, particularly, and they love God and they have counseled you in the ways of God, you should always take that very seriously because God used them to help you to become the person you are, and he wants to continue to use them in a positive way. Now, it's incumbent on parents to do what the Bible says and to not cause children as they grow up to not want to hear anything we have to say by being the kind of people we shouldn't be. So there's responsibility on both parents and on children. And as long as your parents are alive, you should do everything you can to honor them and to love them and to respect them. It doesn't mean they're always right, but even when they're not, you can still respectfully disagree with them you can honor them with your time and your attention so do all that you can and there's this promise that it may be well with you there's just something about this that helps to settle your own spirit when you're not at odds with the people that you really love the most you'll have a better life And so I encourage you today if you have a a mother in particular or a father or a grandparent and somehow for some reason you're at odds with them if there's any way you can reach out to them and let them know that you love them. I hope you'll do it. Whether you think they'll respond or not if you do it It will be such a blessing to your spirit, and you'll never know, it might just be the blessing to theirs that is needed for their life and to repair the relationship, that it may be well with you. And it is a practical fact that if you're not stressed out and bitter and angry, Every day that you live, you're probably going to live longer. That it may be well with you, and that you may live long upon the earth. So let God lead you, and if you have that sense that He is leading you to reach out, you know what He probably is. Don't don't turn away from that. Let God be in control, and then finally honor a mother's service. Uh, We don't have time to go through it in great detail, but over in Proverbs 31, I hope you'll read that today because there is a great description of a Christian woman, of a Christian woman, a Christian mother, a godly woman and mother, a beautiful picture of an excellent wife and mother and it's described in Proverbs 31.10 that her value is far above rubies. Now, again, that's, that's an ideal description there. And so, ladies, if you read through that and you feel like, oh, my gosh, how can any one person be like that? Don't let it get you down. That's a, that's a description of an ideal. But God can build these qualities, and many of these qualities are already there in your life. And he can build on those and help you to become more and more like the person that he wants you to be. But just to mention some of the things there, verses 11 and 12, she's not a threat to her husband, not in competition with her husband. That's a weird thing that you see sometimes in marriage counseling that uh, husbands and wives, they're almost like they're in competition with each other, which creates tremendous stress in the marriage instead of seeing themselves as complementing one another it's like you know i have to one up him or i have to one up her I, I and you're not you're on the same team you're not in competition with each other and god wants you to have a spirit in which you understand that and that you love one another and are willing to sacrifice for each other so that your home and family can become what god wants it to be Verses 13 to 15, her servant spirit extends to her family. She delights in serving others. And then in verse 16, she even has time to consider investments. I mean, the description of this godly woman in Proverbs 31. Looking for ways to to help the family to be more financially secure. Verse 17, she's physically strong, cares for her health. Verses 18 and 19, she's industrious, even working at night. Now, I'm not saying you need to stay up all night and work, okay? But industrious, not lazy. And that should be true for both mom and dad, right? Not to be lazy, but to look for how God can use you to provide for your family. A servant to the poor and needy, verse 20. Verses 21 and 22, she clothes herself and her family with clothing. So taking care of the needs of the family. Concerned about the children particularly. Verse 24, assisting with the family finances. So it's a partnership. It's not a joint venture or just passing in the night. But you truly are a unit together. And verse 26, she thinks not of herself but speaks wisely and kindly to others. Verse 27, no idleness looks well to the ways of her household. And then verses 28 to 31, no wonder this kind of a godly woman is praised. We should praise all of these qualities that we find in the women, the, the mothers that we have in our families. We should honor them, their servant spirit. Because there are a lot of things that are done that we don't even see, particularly men. We don't even see everything that our wife does or mom does. It goes under the radar. But we need to notice. We need to notice them. And we need to praise them. We need to honor them. And when we do, We're not only honoring mother, we're honoring God because we're fulfilling part of being the person God wants us to be when we notice what matters and when we put them first and when we put the family first under the authority of God. We honor God as we honor them. So on this Mother's Day, as you leave this place, I hope, that you will honor the mothers in your life, the person you're married to, the mother of your children, your mother, your grandmother, whoever God has placed in your life that you look to as mother. I hope you'll give thanks for them and that you'll thank them and that you will honor them today and every day. Would you pray with me? We thank you, Lord, for how you have blessed us with so many people in our lives, and particularly with with mom. Thank you, Lord, for those who have had a Christian mother who has set the kind of example that we've talked about here from your word today. And particularly, we thank you for the way you have provided great examples Not only through our own mom, but through other wonderful Christian women, many of them right here in this church. We pray that you will bless them and you continue to use them, Lord, for your glory. And we want most of all to honor you with our lives. And so as we come to this time now of commitment, of invitation, you lead us, Lord, in how we can respond to what you have said to us today. It may be a commitment privately that when we leave here, we're going to pick up the phone and we're going to call somebody. We're going to call mom or grandmother or somebody that you lead us to reach out to. It may be, Lord, that we need to make a commitment to be the person you want us to be, to follow your example and your teaching. And, Lord, we just ask that you'll bless every person home and family that's here today and uh, provide what they need to be the moms and dads and the children that you so very much want them to be. We commit this time to you and ask for your leadership and may we be obedient, we ask now in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.